Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. Hello everybody. Greetings. And welcome to, I don't even know what episode this is. This <laughs> I think point. it's nine, but they don't have numbers anymore, so what does it matter? Yeah, so this week on Breaking Bots, we are going to have another special guest. We're going to not cancel on somebody. Yeah, we've we bailed on them twice already, so uh, come hell or high water tonight, we were going to do this. Yes. So, special guest this week will be Team Gruff. Gruff. Representing University of South Florida. Nice. And- and they have been around for quite a while. Every time you, uh, you know, you mention them, everybody says, "Yeah, they've been like a long-standing, uh, you know, team in the, you know, in the circuit, I guess you could say, of robot combat." And they're finally getting their shot this season on BattleBots, and they even opened with a victory. And yeah, and he, even last week when we talked to Hal, he had nothing but good things to say. So, yeah, it's a solidly built bot. We saw them at the Maker Fair in Orlando. And we didn't get a chance to talk to a lot of teams there, apparently. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to get that chance now, and we will get to uh, call over and see how they're representing the Bay Area. Maybe yeah. he'll uh, let us hang and come over and play with all his robots <laughs> afterwards. Uh, Double fingers crossed. Only uh, one match on TV so far, so we're, but it was, a, it was the Rumble win. So we are looking forward to uh, the next time he's on TV. Yeah, it was a good victory, too. He looked dominant. Uh, I'm going to ask about, you know, kind of the rumble as the intro for your uh, team. You know, because that's a little different. But, you know, it's uh, it's how Duck last season climbed into, uh, you know, notability, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Because they started off with a three-team rumble and, you know, took it from there. And, and then won a six-team rumble. Yeah, so I'm going to have to ask. We're going to ask all, all sorts of questions about Gruff and... Uh, they had the little uh, moniker lat when they uh, came on that said, yeah, they have an impressive fire when it works, is yeah. what they said. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have to ask, you know, maybe they were having a little trouble with it that first time because we didn't get to see it yet. But uh, maybe they're going to break that out because uh, I think we had seen, I think I saw some pictures, some stills from BattleBots, and they showed it with a towering inferno around it. So I'm assuming they get that straightened out. All right. Well, uh, and stick around for afterwards because we'll we'll go over our favorite bits from this week as well. So, yeah, a little wrap up of uh, last week. Unfortunately, now thanks to I for whatever reason they decided to delay the Science Channel uh, original, you know, like the replay where they show you the extra match. Yeah. So now it's moved back a week. So now you're going to basically wait ten days after an airing to see the replay and get that extra science. Not really a move I agreed with, but yeah. what are you going to do? That's uh, TV's going to TV, I guess you can say. Yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer, but uh, you know, we'll still get it eventually, I guess. Yeah, just so. going to have to wait a little bit on it. So, yeah, um, stick around. We're going to have Team Gruff here. I've got, I, I believe we're going to have uh, at least three of the team members. Again, we're going to talk a lot about uh, you know them representing... University of South Florida and the Tampa area and just see, you know, their journey to BattleBots because it's been kind of a long road for them. All right. And without further ado, after the break, we have Team Grove.
Alrighty, folks, and we are back. And uh, now this is exciting because we've only had to cancel on them twice due to illness, but we do finally have them on. Yeah, we've got the members of Team Gruff here. Uh, we have Team Captain Sam McCamus, and I am going to assume brothers Chuck and Jeremy. Is that correct? Oh, uh, father son. Oh, okay. All right. You guys all sound young, so... Man, he totally should have asked that in the pre-interview questions. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Sam, your dad kind of... Is, is your dad also in this a bit, too, or...? Uh, no, that's uh, my brother. Oh, okay. Well, see, it's, it's a family <laughs> affair, but I just don't know all the uh, team. So These are questions he'll ask later. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> We've got our first local team on here. We saw you guys at the Maker Fair and just did not get a chance to get to everybody because we were only there one day. But, um, you know, we're really excited to have you. Anytime that we ask around about, especially leading up to this season, people were saying, you know, which one of these new teams do you really think has a shot to go far? And the name that seemed to always come up was Gruff. Everybody said, you know, this team has been really tough in tournaments like Robo Games. Uh, they've beaten some big teams before. I mean, you guys have taken down bots from, let's see here, I believe uh, a Ray Billings bot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Vasquez boys and the Minotaur guys, you've defeated all of them in robot combat before. So uh, first of all, welcome. And can you tell me, has it been a long journey to get to BattleBots or have you just been uh, doing the circuits and then just decided, hey, let's take this show onto TV? Uh, well, it's we've been doing this for... I've been doing it for about 10 years now. I started uh, going to uh, Robo Games and Combots. I think the first cup I went to is the. I got started at the Combots Cup uh, 5 and did uh, Robo Games uh, and Combots for a couple years with uh, USF. And then we've been doing, actually, in like when Robo Games shut down for, it took a year or so off. Um, I actually, the way I met Chuck was. Uh, like I'd been going up to event like his events a couple times, but I bought the arena from him. Uh, his uh, he had the old uh, North Carolina Robot Street Fights arena. Oh, sweet! And started doing that's I brought that down to Florida, and we started doing events down in Florida. Been doing that for a few years. Oh, okay. Where are those held at? At the Maker Fair Orlando. Oh, okay. Uh, we did it in uh, Tampa for a couple years uh, at MakerCon. And then, uh, basically, Maker Fair got so big that they wanted us to come over there, and uh, we've been doing it over there now. So that's your arena that we were watching in Maker Fair. It was until this year. Actually, I, I sold it to pay for. Well, to, it, it helped pay for this version of, of Gruff. Actually, oh sweet, yeah. We we had talked to uh, Lily because she was the one that was helping put it together. Talked about what a nightmare teams like Mammoth were in it, but. Uh, yeah, this was our first time there, and uh, we had talked to, I believe we had talked to a team from uh, Florida, po- I can't talk, Florida, Florida Polytech, there you go. and we were asking them about you know local teams and the colleges, and they mentioned that you guys were from USF, and you know we're still rather new to this, but uh, so we didn't get a chance to track you down then, but um, yeah, I mean we but we saw the bot and we saw you guys in action, so. What made you decide to take this to BattleBots this season, or has that been something that you've been chasing for a little more than a year now? I think really at at the at the Maker Fair, everyone was like, you know, you guys should you guys should apply for BattleBots. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. 
think it was like uh, Matt Spurk and some of the other guys, they kind of convinced us to do it. You know, going and that, that was an interesting event too because you had teams, uh, you know, you had four teams that had been on BattleBots before, and then you actually had four teams that are making their debut this season. So, does it, is it help when some of these established teams come to these events to see you can kind of test yourself against these guys and see, hey, am I really, could I really hold up at BattleBots? You know, do I really stand a chance? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. So, well, um, we knew that Gruff could do it anyways. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, I I went down kind of a YouTube hole, like just checking all your old fights out. And, you know, what I saw was always an impressive bot. And I looked at, you know, the robot wiki for you guys and see that you always go deep in tournaments. And even um, speaking, we we had Hal and Hannah Rucker on last week, uh, whose bot Marvin you had faced in your first match. And Hal had nothing but good things to say about you guys and said, you know, hey, this is a tested team that's been out there for a while. So when did uh, the rest of this... So you guys, I guess you started, Sam, this just right out of USF. When did the rest of this team catch on? Was that just kind of when you guys were making your rounds, uh, fighting in different places? I've been doing it with Chuck, uh, like when uh, when we would do the the Florida events. Mm -hmm. And then we went out to... Actually, we went out to RoboGames one year a couple years ago and i actually asked him to start driving like controlling the arm then uh like uh, being an operator and then that worked out well so like he's been doing doing that uh ever since then and he's uh like he um has come down and helped like we couldn't have done it without him uh he like would fly down on weekends and uh, we had some long build weekends this this build season. I can imagine if you're flying down now. From the time that BattleBots accepted you until ship date, how long did you have to work on the bot to get it ready to go? I think it was about two months. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, about two months. So that was all like just weekend work from you flying down to help out. Uh, yeah, I think I flew down two or I think it's two or three weekends. I flew down and we just worked long weekends putting it all together. Sam had already done all the leg work, all the cam work and, uh, had everything, uh, cut out and, uh, ready to go from, uh, from our sponsors. Okay. Uh, The brutal part about it, um, it was, it was like, uh, we had two months, but it was also right in the middle of, uh, my high school team's (laughs) competition season. That's Uh, right. And so like, cause I, I coach the the robotics team at River Ridge High School, mm-hmm. and their competition season is January through April, and BattleBots season is is January through April. Of course, and so it was difficult splitting the time and trying to find enough time to get everything done. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, did I, I think I had read that you had to kind of skip out on some of their final parts to go to BattleBots. That, how did your team do in the, their tournament when you were gone? So they uh, they qualified for the the world championship in, at their regional event. Oh, nice! Uh, and then, unfortunately, it was this the same week um, as it was the second week of BattleBots. So I actually I since I was the the BattleBots team captain um i obviously couldn't be two places at once so i was at BattleBots, and actually one of our other team members uh dave who's um not not with us today he's actually on a flight back from australia 
but he's uh, like our co-coach uh, for the high school team. And so he had to leave halfway through BattleBots filming to go to uh, the championship and, and coach a team there. Isn't that great? 365 days a year, and there's one week that there's overlap like that. That's just the best luck, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I guess you and I share that we both went to USF. I did not know uh, that they had robot combat there. Was that something that started when you were there, or was that something that you helped get started at USF? Because it something, and I graduated a little bit before you, so, uh, but, it, but that was something, and I wasn't in engineering. Uh, it got me started. The USF rig um, team got me started in, in robot combat. They had a basically a small team with a, a fifteen pound battle bot. They went to like the the battle bots IQ competition uh, hmm. in two thousand nine, and I saw like advertisements for uh, you know for the USF robotics interest group. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool, and I just showed up to a meeting and got got involved with it that way. Uh, and then as like some of the members graduated, I eventually became the, uh, like the president of, of it and ran it for several years. Now, are they still competing on that circuit? Um, no, unfortunately they're not. They did for a year or two after I left, but they, they're not really involved with uh, robot combat anymore. It fizzled out without their star, unfortunately. So, so, um, so now, yeah, getting into BattleBots this season, I, I noticed a f- what were a few tweaks that you did with Gruff from prior tournaments, like in Maker Faire, Robo Games, and what have. What did you do differently with Gr- what's new with Gruff this season on BattleBots that hasn't been there before? Yeah, what we want to know is what you did with that extra twenty five pounds you got. Yeah, so it was a lot of uh, little upgrades. But, uh, I don't know if I want to bore you with all of the, the little things we did, and then I'm sure you guys have heard about the, the torch we strapped onto the top of it. Yeah, they made reference to that. They said that you guys have an impressive flame, but then they put in the moniker, when it works. So we were kind of <laughs> like, okay, maybe we won't see that this match, and we didn't yet, but I'm assuming that we'll get to eventually. But yeah, I mean, they, uh, yeah. the host said that it was quite impressive that when they saw it in the test box. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's the most powerful, like, directed flame weapon that they've had in the battle box. So go ahead. You're uh, not like, going to bore it, us. Give us specs on that if you want to. I mean, we want to know, like, <laughs> what you had in there that was so impressive. Uh, so, like, complete controls. Uh, like, you know, complete controls. They had, a, like, a torch in, like, season one. Yeah, I remember. Um, it's basically, and it was, like, the hottest thing, like, melted parts of bombshell. It's like that times three. It's basically three of those setups uh, in, a, in a, a custom enclosure. Uh, and so basically we'll blow a blue flame. It's like blue about two feet uh, out uh, the front and then uh, another you know, two feet of like orange and yellow flame. So you guys are making free shipping look like a Zippo lighter here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of like that. But... Uh, free shipping is like a turned up, uh, you know, Zippo lighter, and we're you know those those torch ones. So, um, whose the, idea the was that? I guess I, I'm the, same, the right? chief des- chief designer. Yeah, so I actually came up with it a couple years ago. I actually applied for season two of BattleBots mm-hmm. with the design very similar to Blacksmith, 
basically a big flaming hammer. But I got turned down because they had blacksmith, like blacksmith um, applied the same season, but like before I did. And they were like, well, we already got a flaming hammer, so that we don't need another flaming hammer. Always use another flaming hammer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I took a lot of inspiration from Dick Stuplich. Um, on he's on Team Wyachi now. Uh, he had Vladiator for a while. I remember, and that. he had one one of those flame cannons on it and uh ko'd the judge with uh, with a, a torch not bad man so I gotta, when uh, when you guys come up with ideas and you know you guys can all chime in there who i mean which is it usually one person that comes up with the ideas and the rest of you build it or do you guys kind of sit there and throw around a lot of different ideas you know either talking on the phone or via text or whatever does someone just throw something out there every now and again go hey what about this and you guys chew that over, or does it just basically one of you comes up with a final plan, the rest of you just come down there and go, "All right, we'll build it." Well, for this past this this season, uh, Sam pretty much had all the design and everything ready to go, and uh, so he he asked us to be on the team, and we said sure, and so he had the design and everything, and we helped uh, build it and make it happen. We have been uh, talking about next season, and uh, everybody's giving a little input, trying to figure out what we want to improve on, what we want to do different, maybe make some things better. Yeah, even during the competition, we were like just sitting there in the car, and we would just talk about improvements, things that we could do to help make our robot even more reliable. Like a bigger flamethrower? <laughs> Hey, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got some ideas for how to make the flamethrower better next year. Sweet. Yeah, I've got to imagine, you know, once you get that one season under your belt, it's not new anymore and you're not maybe like dazzled by all the lights and everything that you guys can really, you know, in, instead of just trying to get on the show, you can kind of sit there and kick around ideas and make improvements instead of, you know, just saying, hey, let's make this flashy and get on the show. We can just say, all right, now we've been on the show. I assume we're going to be invited back. I assume you guys are, because so far you guys have looked impressive. So, yeah, I imagine you guys can tinker a little more after that. Uh, so I'm just so sick of all the spinners. Let's just let's amp up the flamethrowers, man. Let's make them have to prepare for something other than a spinning piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a website I read, and the guy... Basically, I think he has kind of an acronym for it. I think he says like it's a AFV, another... You can use the F word there. Vertical spinner is what he calls all these. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, we've had some vertical spinners on, but we like to, you know, we're, we're always intrigued by the different bots, the bots that are kind of going against the grain here. So what was something that caught you guys off? Was there anything that just caught you off guard when you got there? I mean, were you, was your bot complete and ready to go when you got to battle bots or was there still some tinkering you had to do to get up and running uh, oh that's funny you make us laugh <laughs> <laughs> isn't that part of the fun of robots to like be fixing it like the night before the competition and everything making sure <laughs> yeah well we we got a an estimate that maybe 30 percent of the robots when they got there were ready to go so we we assume not but who knows maybe you guys were just ultra prepared and got there and like no everything works great this is fine but i, I think we're starting no. to know better <laughs> yeah we we weren't in that 30% it was it was probably about 90% done uh when we got there um and we we basically we knew that you know we could get 
get everything done in the you know the first day or two and we we got it all together and i don't know if we did safety on the first day or the second day now in a little behind the scenes segment this past week on BattleBots, we saw the Whiplash guys talking about how crucial duct tape and hot glue is to uh, keeping these robots together. What I want to know is how much duct tape is inside Gruff. Gorilla tape and goop glue. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, you can see I ask the tough questions on this podcast. There's really not that much. Uh, We just use it on the uh, electrical connections to make sure the uh, electrical connections don't come loose. And I think that's about it, isn't it, Sam? Well, that's ignoring the fact that our uh, our speed controllers are held in entirely by electrical tape. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And the batteries. Uh, Oh, yeah, the the battery. Yeah, so a a fun fact about Gruff, and this has been true since (laughs) the very first version of Gruff with 29 pounds of lead batteries. The batteries are held in solely with gorilla tape and electrical tape they basically they 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 mount to a plate uh we have a like an aluminum mount plate that actually bolts to the robot mm-hmm. but then the batteries themselves are just uh wrapped in about i don't know, I don't know a roll and a half of electrical tape <laughs> um, for each battery that holds it to that plate and mounts it into the robot but the idea is that uh, basically, there's nothing hard touching the batteries and like the electrical tape. It, it has basically it just keeps everything together, but it allows it to shift and move around when you when you get hit hard. And it's not like slamming into the walls of a battery box. Like some guys use uh, foam, but then you have to like build a box around your batteries. Whereas we can just basically we only have to build one side of the box and then just that secure makes sense. it. Back. Yeah, it actually does. I, you know, it, it's nice when it's kind of brought down to our level, even though we know you guys are just light years bef- beyond us as far as you know building this stuff goes. But it's cool every now and again to think, hey, maybe I could have come up with that. I, there's no way I could have, but it's nice to know that, I, or it's nice to feel like I could. My wife wanted to know since uh, since um, this is kind of a Tampa area team. Where did you build the bot at this season? It was mostly um, like at my uh, my parents. Uh, place mm-hmm. uh, some at the um and some at the high school and then we got like a bunch of our parts made uh, at southern manufacturing technologies uh so they're an aerospace uh company down in uh tampa okay uh, uh parts for you know, aircraft and rockets and all sorts of uh stuff like that but they they actually made like some of our more intricate parts like we actually they have customs that was one of the like the big upgrades that we made as far as like the base of the robot goes mm-hmm. um is we uh, added single piece like sprocket and shafts uh, so that basically uh before that we were like welding sprockets to the shafts uh, so that they wouldn't uh, break off and instead uh, smt made some single piece like titanium sprocket shafts for us and that basically reduced one of our our failure modes for our, our drivetrain. Very cool. Yeah, I checked out. I are they they are one of your official sponsors, are they not? Yeah. Okay. I want to say I checked out their website just to look around and see because I was trying to see. You know, a lot of times the, uh, you, your teams, you know, they have a direct connection with these sponsors. It's not just 
here's some money, have fun. It's you're using the parts, you're using a lot of their, you know, their design and dynamics. And so it's really cool that to see these teams kind of work hand in hand with their sponsors, especially when, you know, it comes to fruition, you get to make a battle bot out of it. So, and well, what, one of our team members is actually uh, an employee there. Well, that's got to help too, right? He gets his employee discount <laughs> on your stuff. <laughs> well, and what he's really getting at is he just wants to know how far away Gruff is so that he can play with it. <laughs> you say that if you handed me the controls i would probably be like no i'm not touching an expensive machine maybe shark Corporation. <laughs> i might drive shark edward would probably let us drive it maybe i would like taxi it around in a driveway somewhere but that's about it uh, now i was curious we've only got to see one fight so far so i was kind of doing a you know a deep dive on youtube one of the fights that i watched a couple of times was against cataclysm and it was one where it looked like you guys, you know, you controlled the fight against a legitimate weapon, and you just kind of, you know, you were taking a lot of hits, but you were pushing that one and flipping it all over the arena. So I was curious if you had a preference as far as what type of bot that you, at least going in, that you would have preferred to have faced. You know, were you like, oh, I'd really rather take on a vertical spinner than a KE weapon? Or were you just kind of like, we're, we'll take on all comers? I mean, I think we'll, we'll pretty much take on all comers. Fair enough. Um, well, you originally, didn't you, Sam? You originally designed Gruff to be to beat uh, what was Last Rites, a.k.a. Tombstone. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I originally, you know, I designed the first version of Gruff with, with Tombstone in mind, or Last Rites in mind. So that's part of the reason why it's got like like steel all the way around and thick steel armor. One of the one of the ideas is the whole basically frame of the robot, the wedge and the whole frame of the robot is essentially one piece. Uh so like a lot of guys will like shock mount their wedges and basically so that you know if the wedge gets hit, it doesn't transmit that force back to the the rest of the robot Mm -hmm. what i want is actually to basically take you know put as much mass all together as possible so that when they hit me i you know i stop their blade as as quickly as possible and basically take that hit as hard as i can so that hopefully they go flying and they break something on them rather than like shot mounting something i feel it like it lets them catch edges or then you have to worry about things, you know, getting ripped off. Like, uh, we saw in the, the whiplash fight against, uh, son of Waiachi this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas gruff is like the frame and wedge is all like one piece. And then I just have everything inside all the motors and electronics are shock mounted inside that rather than, yeah, basically. So all the the delicate stuff is still like floating around inside, but mm-hmm. it's it's isolated inside the robot rather than isolating the robot from the impact. Now, since you have since you say basically the frame and the wedge is all one piece, does now did you have to bring like multiple frames just in case that got damaged, or was it more like uh, if it gets damaged, we'll just hammer it back into place or weld or that yeah. <laughs> welding cutting? We we had a whole we had a whole separate. Uh, frame cut out but we didn't have it actually put together yeah we had um enough like patch panels and stuff like that 
the the plan was to have it all was to have a second frame, but given the timeline, we uh, basically we basically just brought all the parts for it with the plan to replace things as we as we needed to. Better to have and not need than to need and not have. So now I I think I read on Facebook that you and two other teams kind of just packed everything in maybe a trailer and made the journey across basically across country. What teams were with you when you made that drive over to uh, BattleBots over in LA? So it was it was actually um Extinguisher. Okay. Um they they're the ones that actually made the the drive. Okay. And we basically hitched a ride with them. They were um yeah, they they were an alternate, so they they didn't get, you know, shipping or flights uh paid for or anything like that they just uh so they decided to to drive mm-hmm. uh, and so they drove us um and, and uh shredderator um uh, hitched a ride too the time that we got actually that, that they bought us like you know was a, a huge basically they gave us another week because they they left like a week after the ship date was Oh. So that's that was one of the main reasons why I think us and like Shredderator went with them because the Shredderator got invited late as well, hmm. and so they they didn't have a lot of time as well. So we we went with that, them, and that extra week was invaluable. I think that was actually one of the weeks that that Chuck came down. All right. So now the only fight we've seen so far with Gruff has been a three team rumble. I was curious with BattleBots. And again, this was uh, this was two new teams, you guys and Marvin, and then Jim and I. It kind of reminded me a bit of Duck last season and their first match where they put them in a three-team. Is that something that you think BattleBots does as kind of a weed-out match to see, all right, who, what contenders do we really have in this group here? Or did that just occur naturally where they just said, hey, you three are in a, in a match, go at it? Or do you even know exactly what they were thinking when they put? We don't really know what their thought process is behind it, but I mean that might be something that they're thinking of. Uh, It would make sense, like especially for new robots, because I mean you don't know if they're actually going to be to work at all, and so it seems like the rumbles, at least at least to start out with, the rumbles usually have the questionable robots in them, from what I could tell. Yeah, I mean, I hate to call you guys that because you're That's not a question, but it was it was Duck's origin story last season too. Is they got in that three team rumble and they won that, and then from there it seemed like they got a few bigger matches after that. It's like okay, let's see what you can do against Bronco, and let's see what let's see how you fare against Tombstone once they kind of prove their metal. I guess we can't really tease any other fights with you guys to know whether that's true or not, but I just wasn't sure if you knew. Can you take us through that first match so far? I mean, we had it was kind of an intriguing matchup because you have Gemini, who is obviously two hundred and fifty pound bots. So as long as there was four bots in there, essentially. So what were you? What did you guys? What was your battle plan essentially for that first match? So. Basically, yeah, it's it's hard being in a rumble because you don't know, like, you can't just like, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, you don't know if they're they're gonna gang up on you or if, you know, if you attack. Like, it's it's hard to say what's gonna happen. So basically, yeah. we looked at who um, at our opponents, and we basically the one that we were most worried about was was Marvin mm-hmm. uh, because they had their blades are actually at exactly the right height 
that if they hit us on the side, they would just like cut right through the side of the flamethrower and explode it. Not good. Um, Not gonna lie. Now so, that you say that, I was I'm kind of rooting for that. <laughs> that would have been pretty. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have been it would have been awesome, but it wouldn't have been awesome for us. No. Well, I've, so, I've, so I've got it on the TV here, and it's just playing now. It does look like you took a little hit to the containment unit. Yeah. So they they clipped the top of it. Uh, like when we we hit them in the front and they they clip the top of it and luckily like we have about we've got the 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 nozzle portion of it's um like is about four inches long and so all the back end of it like everything will still work as long as they don't go any farther than that so they they cut the top off of it but um it wasn't anything uh, too severe we were able to just basically bang it back into place and, and weld it down uh, it was a little bit of damage, but not too bad. But I think Jason ended up actually cutting the whole thing in half and then putting the 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 other half of the because we were going to have two flamethrowers on it, but then we had to go down to one because we didn't have enough weight, <laughs> and so we had two actual separate flamethrower pieces. Who had the funny hat on during the match? <laughs> oh, that was Dave. That was oh. Dave. <laughs> All right. What 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 was his uh, thinking there? Was that alcohol or something else that influenced that? <laughs> he does. David doesn't need alcohol. <laughs> he's just crazy normally, right? Uh, he's he's in all of our phones as Crazy Dave. <laughs> you know, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you guys also, like, but pre match, you know, when you guys are prepping, like right before the match, maybe you know, the hour before up until the match. Who is the most serious during that time, and who is the loosest and the most fun during that time? Or maybe not fun, but you know, the most relaxed. I guess you could say. Mm. I'd say Sam is probably the most serious. Okay, understood. And then Dave is probably the most crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd second that. <laughs> do, do you kind of need that though from a team, or do you need someone to kind of help you loosen up when you're just sitting there on edge, like? Th- you, you've thought about Gemini for about an hour too long at that point, and somebody just needs to tell you, hey, relax, dude. It's going to happen. It's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's a great guy, and I, I, it's great having him like, take the edge off of something so it's not so – put some more uh, fun in it, I guess. Things out, like, like to hang out with the other teams and intimidate them in different ways. He had uh, this uh, – two foot long piece of like rubber tubing that we used like for the, to shock mount the arms, but he would go around and just like wiggle it at people. Uh, (laughs) He had two of them and he called them his wigglies. He would go around and (laughs) and wiggle them at the other teams. Nice. I I don't know. I don't know if they had shock or horror during that. So what teams did you guys, you know, how kind of told us that you mostly fraternize with the teams that are around you the most in the pits. So what teams did you guys get to know the most during the tournament? Well, Nelly and Scorpius was right across from us. So they're probably the two we uh, talked to the most and got to know. And uh, yeah. so uh, Jim, Jim from Breaker Box. That's right. Jim was next to us. Oh, cool. They actually, they helped us out a lot, like on the first days getting our, our fire working. Okay. Uh, play from uh, Nightmare because their little mini bot had a a flamethrower, and they helped us with uh, different ignition systems because, like, we were we were originally trying to use like car glow plugs, uh, and they would work, but they weren't super reliable and they were slow. So 
they had some different things that they were trying for ignition, um, some hot surface igniters, and actually uh, like a 500 megavolt taser or something like that. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I would pay to watch that. And so Dave spent a day or two with them, like doing, you know, trying out different things to get the, the, the torch working well. And it was fun when turn on the, uh, the taser in the pit and it'll go clack, 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 clack. Oh, <laughs> and oh, that is an unmistakable that. sound. It'd be fun to watch everybody like freak out. They thought they like so- something blew up in their robot or something. Yeah. Some sound effects to distract everybody with that. Or you could just scare the bejesus out of them in the pits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so now the lineup as far as driving, who did, who um, operated the vehicle control and who did the weapon? Uh, so I drive um, and. Uh, Chuck does the the weapon, and then Dave does the the fire. Okay, so it's a three man job. Once you guys are in the box and ready to fight, is there any conversation that goes on, or are you basically just locked into doing your jobs at that point? Sometimes we have discussed a little bit about our strategy, as far as what is, what does Sam want me to do with the arm right off the bat. Do we want to go in and try to lift them, or do we want to go in with the arm up and try to clamp them? Mm-hmm. So we, we talk about that a little bit right before we start the match. It's probably the most. Other than that, it's just concentrating on what's getting ready to happen. Okay. Like, Jeremy's, like, usually watches the the fight. So, like, in the the Marvin and Gemini fight, like, like, 60 seconds in or whatever, like, he called out that, you know, that the that Marvin's blades were were off and so it was that that that, that basically kind of switched the strategy because we weren't worried about Marvin really anymore and it was more just kind of showboating and just doing as much you know <laughs> yeah. trying to throw everyone around as much as possible rather than having to worry about trying to you know focus on Marvin and make sure um they didn't they didn't get to our sides it's pretty cool it's, it's one of those things that you don't get to know when you unless you talk to these teams by the way so I I have to say like I love Hannah. We love their bots. Marvin kind of looks like a toilet seat, does it not? <laughs> <laughs> and he absolutely did not say that last week to her. No, I did not. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that till just now. I just I wonder if that crossed their minds. I'm guessing it didn't because you know I think maybe they would have just painted it a color other than white. But I don't know. I <laughs> what was the what was the name of that ship from? Uh, from the Douglas Adams books? Oh, the Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, gosh, what was that? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. What I had all my trivia was. ready for last week, and I think I just poured it all out of my head this week and forgot it all, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the Heart of Gold? The Heart oh. of Gold, yeah. It's sort of, I guess maybe she was trying to go for something like that, The Heart of Gold. I'm going to have to re-Google that, because it had been about th- three or four years since I've seen that movie, although I found the DVD yesterday. So, uh... So I might have to go rewatch that and see because it was you know it's a few different. Uh, obviously, she's really into those books. So with the Team Forty Two and everything, I did some trivia on that. She did pretty good on it. So now I was curious. Robot has the giant head, right? The um, Marvin the robot. Yeah, I think. And that would just get yeah detailed. yeah Marvin has, has a super sad it's the sad robot that has a big head. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, so we're we're watching some of your older videos on uh, YouTube as as we talk to you guys. At least I I'm watching them for the first time. I'm sure Cam has seen all these because he's a he can he can go down a YouTube hole. 
Yeah. But so I'm watching some of these and a lot it looks like in a lot of matches, like especially with some active weapons that obviously you don't want to get the, the arms ripped off, so you put them back and are you basically turn into a wedge. Was there any sort of direction like from Discovery or BattleBots, uh, like as far as keeping that arm down and making sure you didn't just turn it into a wedge during BattleBots this season? There wasn't a discussion with them, but it's basically implied in the rules that you, if you want to win the match, you can't do that. Okay, uh, is basically the the way the rules are written is. Uh, there's three points for damage, uh, two for aggression, and two for control. And the aggression points only come from attacks with your primary weapon. Or not your primary weapon, but with uh, attacks from an active weapon of some sort. Mm-hmm. So if you just, like, if we put, we knew, you know, if we put the arms back and just, you know, and run into them, they're, um, like, we won't get those aggression points. And then basically, we're probably like you know it's going to be against a spinner it's going to be difficult for us to get the the damage points because we'd have to you know definitely like you know we'd have to it's it's yeah it's much harder for us to get the damage points than it is for a spinner so basically we know you know for us to win we have to get aggression and you know control and we feel we can control the fight but it's basically we know that we have to attack with the use the weapon to attack them or we're not going to get those aggression points. All right. And it makes, I mean, at least that part, it, it makes for a, a lot better watch from us because it does seem like you guys, and I, I'm not trying to compare you to duck because they're two different bots, but at the same time, it's, it does look like you guys need to be the aggressors and matches. If you want to ensure that you're going to get the judges, you know, get those points from the judges there because they seem to sometimes show a little bit of uh, preference to, you know, like kinetic energy weapons and things like that. So, but yeah, I mean, so far so good from you guys. Um, now I was curious since gruff has been around for a while now that you're on battle bots and this is just kind of a, you know, like, question about your battle bots do they now own the rights to it or can you still fight gruff and say maker fair next season so they they own the rights to it but they basically allow us to fight in small like local events okay and so like and i think uh i it's been a while since i've read the contract but i think like if it's i don't know if it like matters if it's streamed or details like that or if it's monetized i don't remember exactly how it works mm-hmm. but also um you see you know teams play the game of you know painting the robot a little bit differently or adding slightly different flares to you know make it look different enough that it's you know not the same robot mm-hmm. uh, so that's like quantum uh the competing battle bots this uh, year was like on king of bots uh, previously, and it was basically a very, very similar robot. I don't know if it was the same one or you know yeah. how exactly that works, but just there seems to be some leniency as far as like appearance of the robot, as long as you're not you know going to two you know televised shows with the exact same robot. Yeah, I just didn't know if maybe if we catch you guys at Maker Fair next year, if we would see Griff fighting instead or something like that. So my wife wanted to ask if you were possibly going to be at the Tampa Maker Fair. I know they're not doing any robot combat, but that there's going to be a lot of like uh, you know like booths set up and anything. Are you going to possibly be there, Sam? Yeah, uh, actually, I'll be there. Uh, Gruff will be there. 
Cool. Oh, nice. Because uh, she we signed did. me we up. Signed up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just saying we just signed up this week. All right. Yeah, she she signed me up to be a volunteer, too. So I guess I can uh, see you guys there. Check it out. So that's going to be cool. Uh, now, I got a few kind of off-topic questions. But before that, uh, we touched on you know one of your sponsors, but I don't know if we got to all of them. Can you tell us some of the, the rest of your sponsors that kind of helped you get to BattleBots this season? So our... Other two sponsors is uh, Magnum Steel Services. Uh, they're down here uh, in Tampa. Okay. And they're, they, they're like an industrial steel supplier. So they uh, supply steel for a lot of like sugar mills and different like big like buckets for, you know, drag lines and uh, basically heavy equipment, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, as well as other like pumps and stuff like that, like giant you know 10 foot diameter pumps and stuff like that they donated or they, they sponsored us with their triple alloy steel which is like their proprietary blend of steel mm-hmm. is what we use like all the armor and uh, they also did um some uh, plasma cutting for us oh nice that helps out yeah so they uh, so they, they were able to do some of the plasma cutting uh for us and then we have mystic makings uh actually up in North of Gainesville is a a, plasma, a a small plasma cutting shop uh, that did some more. Um, basically, what Magnum couldn't do, uh, Mystic Makings did uh, for us. So they, there are other plasma cutters. We had uh, Dave had a couple <laughs> to drive up to Gainesville a couple times uh, to get all those uh, the parts cut. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, especially with the steel, I mean, it looks like you guys are repping them well because the bot's a tank. I mean, it's an absolute tank. It's a beauty to watch. So, I, so yeah, and I was curious. Let me see here. So you said um, you're a teacher at River Ridge. Uh, Chuck, Jeremy, what do you guys do for a living when you're not making battle bots? <laughs> well, I'm just uh, kind of like a jack of all trades. I'm a a maintenance supervisor for apartments. Okay. So uh, that's what so, I've been doing. And, uh, so you can fix and, everything. So that's why you're there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nice. Now, how many people's flamethrowers have you had to fix in their apartment? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate it when my flamethrower breaks. <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, now, curious with the uh, with the team. Uh, do you know if you guys are going to get shirts on the BattleBots website, or are they if they're already up, perhaps? Because I didn't, I haven't checked in a couple of weeks. We will. We um, we just have to send in the the art to them. Okay. May I suggest a not, drawing not of Cam's face? Yet, but look for them soon. All right. If it's the black and orange motif, I'm game because that's a good color scheme. I like that. What do we got to do to put Cam's face on it? Give them money, probably a lot, <laughs> to, but to, to but offset the, them not selling very many T-shirts. But your face is so gruff. <laughs> ah, I went a long way for that one. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. They can sponsor us next year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, how much to get his face on the on the front uh, plow? We're talking a <laughs> centimeter by a centimeter picture. Oh We're no, really I wanted small. to cover the whole thing. Oh god. <laughs> Now, you know what? Vinyl wrap, baby. Side tangent there. What is your feeling on faces on these bots? Because it was kind of cool <laughs> when Huge did it, but when I saw Nelly get destroyed, I was borderline disturbed watching that face just get 
knocked off like that. It was if I was a little kid, I would have been terrified. So, what are you guys' feelings <laughs> yeah. on like eyes and faces on these bots? I personally like it. I think it makes it more fun. Okay. <laughs> Gives the bot a personality. You know, I forgot to mention too. Huge. It looked like one of their eyes got tweaked last week in their fight against Jasper, and Huge looked bored. <laughs> As I was with Jasper, so it kind of felt. I was like, "Look, huge is bored." Like, and I don't blame him, but okay. So now I've got a few. These are kind of these are sort of battle botsy type questions, but they're a little. Can off I go too. first? Go ahead. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> no, they're not taking my bait. That. No, you need two separate pieces of bread for a sandwich. Hot dog only has one. Thank you. But a subway sandwich is a sandwich. Did, or don't so don't try and talk them into it. They, they answered your question. <laughs> they they took the bait. I'm debating. I, oh. I I feel like sandwiches need need flat meat. I I'm in agreement. This is this is my guy. You know, <laughs> we're cool. All right. We can't be friends. All right. So so these are a few, anybody can jump in and answer these. Um, if because I know some of these people that have been in BattleBots have worked on uh, movies and TV. If you were asked to work on a movie or television show doing robotic props, what, which one would you want to join? I mean, if it's an IP like Star Wars or Marvel or anything like that, but which one would you really love to work on? I'd love to do, I guess, Star Wars, I guess. I'm game for that. Yeah, I like sci-fi and fantasy. Any of those, that'd be fun. All right. So we, so we got some, uh, we can get them for... Uh, I didn't hear anybody say Game of Thrones. Well, it's over. I mean, I they could have done the dragon, but it's over now. <laughs> Obviously, the flamethrower. All right, Sam. This is kind of a tarpon springsy type <laughs> question. So, if you haven't eaten at these two places, I apologize. Hellas or Mykonos for Greek food over in Tarpon? Uh, Hellas. Yes, I agree with that one. I love the bakery. Yeah, that's good stuff. Like they have. Um, oh god, what is that stuff? I mean. The the Greek uh, desserts that stuff is fantastic. The baklava, baklava, yeah. All right, yeah, I would eat that. I mean, they could they could have a broccoli flavor and I'd eat it. I don't care, baklava is so good. Um, <laughs> did you have a favorite place to get a drink over by USF when you were there? Um, I think we went to a place called the CBD uh, Pub. Oh, over that was it? Like, was it Copper Top next to CDBs or? Oh yeah, yeah, it's Copper Top and and CBDs. That's yeah. All right, That's CBDs, a, delicious pizza. Uh, All right, I, I yeah, I had some I had some great times at that Copper Top and some some regrettable ones. Um, <laughs> so now I this is for me uh, like looking at your Facebook. I noticed that you guys. Uh, I think you took the family to Disney not too long ago. So I'm going to ask: Bush Gardens, Disney, or Universal Studios? We love uh, Bush Gardens just because it's it's local. You don't have to like just uh, pop over there for a day or half a day or whatever you want. My son loves seeing Elmo and like the bird gardens that they have there. He's not the only one. I do too. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I like seeing Oscar the Grouch. Jeremy, have you happened to have? Uh, did Did Sam take you there when you were? Did you came down to help him, or did you just he he just put you I to actually- work? Well, I actually didn't get to help uh, build the robot at all. I was out in Montana. I really just came, and I was uh, I helped in the pits. I was like a pit crew member, oh, banging okay. stuff out and fixing electrical stuff and whatnot. But I've I, I've only been to Bush Gardens. I think I went to Bush Gardens in Missouri once, but 
there's six flags and my parents actually live really close to uh paramount carowinds oh nice which is nice i like uh i like any any place that has really good roller coasters i like roller coasters okay yeah bush gardens they got it was always the joke was always free beer and throw up rides what could go wrong (laughs) that's that's why i never worked ride ups when i was there because i didn't want to clean vomit up all day (laughs) um all right now if battle bots the movie came out who would you want to play you i feel like with this with the hair with sam he's gonna have Jon snow from game of thrones but i'm not sure uh i don't know i don't i don't i don't know many actors that i've actually i've been compared to whoever the 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 actor is for Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, because you've got the hair and the beard of the Jon Snow guy, so I think his name is Kit Harrington. Yeah, so we can get you for that. Um, anyone else on this one? You want to chime in, Brad Pitt? <laughs> my wife, <laughs> my wife's a big Mel Gibson fan, so I'd have to say Mel Gibson. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, better bot builders, U- USF or UCF? I, this USF. one. All right. <laughs> You know, like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> I, well, I just wanted to get a rise out of him. So, yeah, it's, we're, we're kind of a screw UCF uh, thought in my family. So just wanted to make sure. Um, now, I don't know if you guys play these at all. PS4, Xbox, or Nintendo? PC Master Race. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, next time we have you guys on, you'll have to tell us about your rig then and how imp- so much better it is than Xbox or PC or uh, PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this is actually back on BattleBots. This is a question that it seems a lot of people have a strong opinion on, and we didn't ask what's in what's inside the hood here. Um, a is brushed, a hot dog a sandwich? No, brushed or brushless <laughs> motors? Both. Okay. So, <laughs> so what's in Gruff this season? Or was it both? Uh, uh, so this season we were all we were all brushed because uh, we wanted to stick with what we knew worked basically because okay. uh, the last thing you want to do is show up to your first battle bots and have a robot that doesn't doesn't do what it's supposed to do so we we basically stuck with um, the same motors as we've been running for the past five years uh, but they are heavy and okay. so we're looking for uh, next season we're looking at converting to brushless or hybrid or something like that yeah it, it seems like yeah people that have an opinion on this tend to have a strong opinion i've noticed some of the veterans are still more of the uh, brushed motor guys and some of the new people are the ones that are you know a little more willing to try but yeah there is there does seem to be some risk and reward to it so far so that's cool um so now best costumes on one of the florida teams what do you would you say it's kraken witch doctor or hypershock or rotator don't forget rotator Okay, well, that's just Victor mostly, mm. but you can throw that. You can even throw yourselves in if you want. If you think He's you got, got the best shiny Florida gold team. jacket, <laughs> our, we didn't have much of a <laughs> costume. Our, our one hat. Uh, I'd have to vote for Witch Doctor. All right. For me, it's a tie for Witch Doctor and Kraken. I don't know; they're both really good. That's both close, yeah. I got to touch the Witch Doctor hat in person, so I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you guys are about the bot you know you you can do that next season i noticed um i mean even hypershock's first season they were they were black t-shirts and jeans it took them you know they, they had to get the hang of this first before they're like all right now we can worry about the costumes 
you know. So um, this one is just for Sam. Um, since you are a teacher, I just wanted to ask you, are you the type of teacher that when the bell rings, you say, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I do? No, I. as, as long as they, they work until the bell, the, the bell is... They they can go when the bell rings, right, and then at that point it's get out. And what I, I know you you run the uh, you know the robot combat team there, but what exactly do you teach? I teach engineering actually. All right, um, well that makes sense. Yeah, it's been in uh, senior level, so CAD and the design process. I don't want to date myself, but I mean they were basically just showing us how to type word docs when I was using computers in high school. So. So jealous of these kids. <laughs> Were you a bit of a superstar when you came back this season after doing BattleBots? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like all the, the kids and the, the parents want to know when uh, uh, when we'll be on, and uh, it's it is pretty neat to be a little bit of a celebrity, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just wait until next year after you're actually on the show. Yeah, they can see. So yeah. now you had a watch party uh, your first week, but of course. You know, being that it was the Science Channel match, it was on a Wednesday. Are you gonna? Are you planning on having any more of those? Uh, yeah, we're gonna have them uh, every time that we're on. Same place? Or are you gonna uh, move it around? We're trying to move it around a little bit. Okay. Are you gonna uh, so just watch our Facebook page and we'll uh, announce them? All right. So I won't keep you guys. Yeah, and then we are gonna try, especially if it's you know on a Friday night. Wife and I are gonna try and come out to one of those because you guys aren't that far from us. So, um, so where can we follow you at? Just uh, on the Gruff Facebook page, or is there anywhere else too? The Gruff Facebook page. Uh, we will get a better social media presence in the future, but uh, it's just a focus on getting the the robot. Totally update that GeoCities page. <laughs> your aol homepage. all right well i won't keep you guys you guys have been great so jeremy chuck sam thank you guys so much for coming on uh we'll be rooting for you again like i said i'm gonna rep the usf uh you know be rooting the hell out of you guys and we hope to see you in the future and hopefully we can talk to you guys around midpoint of the season so we can talk to you a little more about matches because right now we can only get through that one match unfortunately and i want to i want to dive in a little more to some of you guys's matches and hear some of this behind the scenes stuff so but thank you guys so much for coming on you've been tremendous oh thank you thank you all right thank you all right thanks everybody this was gruff uh and like i said yeah check them out on facebook and appreciate you coming on Yeah, I always like talking to these teams. Yeah, we don't know, actually, because we haven't recorded it yet. This is one of the few times we're doing the uh, outro before the interview. How weird is that? So, it was a great interview. It probably was. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They're great. Hopefully by now... They've all been great. Hopefully by now they've invited us over to come play with the robots and smash stuff in their lawn. Well, I don't want to smash anything. I well, just want I mean, to sit on it and drive around. Inanimate objects, like a can of soda or something. <laughs> I just want to drive into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so this week uh, was some redemption. Oh, one, oh well, go ahead. One little quick thing. Uh, we know your love of Moist Pony last season. Yeah. And some of the uh, videos they had of Moist Pony getting wrecked by Huge and whatever. Well, 
That guy is back. Sweet. And this season, he went out and bought. Oh, please, please be, please be wet, Pegasus. A couple. Well, he did not make his own bot. He oh. just went out and bought a bunch of uh, RC cars at Walmart and handed them out to team captains, uh, people like Jonathan from Huge. Oh, I, and I Leanne. did see that video, but I didn't actually watch it. And yeah, they gave them. Uh, they, they offered a cash prize of $300 to whoever could last the longest. So uh, nice. you'll have to give that a look. It's pretty interesting. And a lot of the teams, I know... Um, what bot were they going up against? Uh, they were going up against Bombshell this time. Ah, so I know, fast. I know um, Leanne, they posted this on Valkyrie's uh, Facebook page. So you could even just check it out on there. Yeah, that's I'll probably where I link. saw it. So give that a look. It's pretty funny. All right, so just real quick this week, we won't keep you too long because who knows? We we were probably talking to uh to the gruff guys for hours. This might be a three hour episode, or it got weird and awkward like a between two ferns interview or something. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> so, uh, so first we had Black Dragon and Bloodsport and a battle of really who cares? Um, yeah, Black Dragon kind of gave it to him there. Uh, looks like they they lost the uh, antenna on the top, the self writing tool. Um. So did not get to get a quick jump to 2-0. Two, two and o, So uh, nope. a victory for Bad Dragon and their sex toy Black bot. Dragon. Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Look that up if you want to, kids. It's cool. <laughs> oh, and then Captain Shredderator and Witch Doctor. Captain Shredderator didn't stop working this time. No, held up well, uh, but to be expected the outcome, unfortunately. Yeah, got flipped so, over. Yeah, so, I mean, what are you going to do there? You're You're... Don't have a self-writing on a disc, I guess. So, uh, Which doctor looked much better in this fight than they did in the last one. I know. A.K.A. they didn't end up on fire. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, good good victory for them. Uh, you know, we may be seeing uh, we may be seeing Shredderator in the Last Chance Rumble already. Now, you look like that route. This next one is kind of weird. You've got Huge and Jasper. Like, what is Jasper supposed to be? I know it's supposed to be a hammer bot, but... I know, like a Buzz Lightyear toy gone wrong, yeah. apparently. I, I didn't get what the hammer did. It looked like their goal was essentially... Just to stick it in their wheels. Yeah, it like sticking a, putting a stick in some bike spokes almost, yeah. which I did once. <laughs> hilarious outcome for me because I wasn't oh, riding the bike. But, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have... I mean, I would imagine one of those little RC cars I was just talking about could have handled that beating, I guess you could say, from Jasper's uh, weapon. Yeah. You know, that... That plastic on it was pretty solid, but yeah, that's not going to match up against Huge well. So, no. a much needed victory for Huge as they maybe get to avoid uh, having to compete in the Last Chance Rumble. Well, I'm kind of liking some of these teams that are going to the Last Chance Rumble. Speaking of which, and actually, I think you're talking about the Desperado tournament. That's what I meant, duh. Uh, Sorry. But it's looking to be a stacked field because also 0 2 now is Minotaur after losing to Gigabyte. Who'd have thunk it? Well, their new drum, it, it seems to hit harder when it's working, but it seems to get foiled pretty easily. Like, this time it, it got dented and then kept dragging the floor. So, it you know ended up being pretty much ineffective the last half of the match. Yeah, if they have a spare bot that kind of has the 2018 design on it, I would suggest whipping that one out. <laughs> or just put that drum on it, man. Yeah, big victory, <laughs> though, for Gigabyte. They were, uh, the team was really thrilled after that. He said it was oh, yeah. his biggest victory ever, which I'm kind of surprised because he's got a lot of victories under his belt. But uh, it was a good victory for them. I was, you know, kind of pulling for him there. And, uh, yeah, even their spinner, you know, 
crapped out towards the end there. But I mean, going up against bot like Minotaur, yeah, not a shock. But uh, yeah, good big victory for them. Uh, next up, we have uh, R.I.P. Mammoth number one got pretty wrecked against Uppercut. Yeah, and I don't even think Uppercut was anticipating that. They said they were no. just gonna, you know, drive it in and hope that they, um, <clears throat> you know, caught him and you know maybe flipped him over a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's maybe starting to see a little blueprint for beating Mammoth. I said they were gonna create matchup problems for some teams, and I still think that's the truth. But uh, they're also going to have problems with some teams. Yeah, I think one thing that <clears throat> I kind of overlooked is that. I figured they had a plan for horizontal spinners, which you'd look at Mammoth and think, oh, that's definitely going to be their weakness. But maybe it's the vertical spinners. Yeah, I thought that was going to be uh, I thought that was going to be an advantage for them. And then, yeah, the whole propane tank thing, uh, that plan yeah, that, that was they had. weird. Yeah, like, oh, this will just explode on them, and uh, that'll be really funny. <laughs> and then it waited until they were getting counted out, and it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, poof. And you're like, <laughs> man, what can go wrong? Like, oh, will go goes. wrong this match, huh? Uh, and uh, so a redemption match for uh, Bots FC and Shatter <clears throat> yeah. uh, versus Wan Hu. We finally get to see a hammer that does something. And it's it's an interesting design. I mean, he definitely goes against a lot of the norms there. You know, like he said, with the whole uh, with, with the wheels, you know, with the, the kind omni, of omni wheels. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to bring back the hammer bot and, you know, Adam's got a good thing going there. It's interesting. And I think it definitely kind of caught the fans uh, vibe in that match, too. And even uh, a lot of Reddit posts I saw afterwards, people were really excited for Shatter, as yeah, well I mean, they it's, should be. It's a hammer bot that actually <clears throat> does something. Yeah, and it's just everything That's that he... That's exciting in itself. The things that he described about the bot, it does what he intended it to. Yeah. You know, I mean, it absorbs blows like he intended it to absorb. You know, they kind of showed... Here's some of the hits we took from Witch Doctor, but the armor did exactly what it did. And then he's like, here's the metal frame, and here's the damage chat, which looked like something maybe you scratched yeah. with your fingernail. So, you and know, it's like, well, here's the plastic armor. Yeah, it got destroyed, but it was supposed to. Yeah, so good victory from them. I mean, I have you ever seen so many, like, hammer hits in one match? No. It, they said the hammer went off 54 times. Now, it didn't land all 54, but you could definitely see... Uh, some pretty pretty good carnage on top of uh, Wan Hu. Oh yeah, and I like I like seeing the hammer that hits multiple times instead of the I, I hate the dog chomp, but the the all or nothingness of chomp yeah. essentially. So Be, well, because you know chomp when it throws its hammer and it hits the ground, it just basically throws chomp everywhere. Yeah, it's it's going all in on those punches. So I mean, now this one lifts Shatter up a little bit, but it's not like he goes out of control. Yeah, so maybe a blueprint for Hammerbots <clears throat> in the future, and then a little, um, you know, the little video of some of the gamesmanship afterwards too. The one who guys trying to measure up Shatter. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> you sneaky bastards. That's well, what you I, I like how they covered it and made it look like a per- how they covered Shatter and made it look like a napping team member. Yeah, that's. I mean. If you're napping under a blanket in the pits, I mean, but I can see not suspicious. I guess maybe you could be that tired, but who knows? (laughs) So big win for Shatter, though. I was glad to see that. And in the main event, you had Son of Wayachi and Whiplash. And to the surprise of no one, Son of Wayachi got flipped over and did not win. Now, again, another team, not necessarily like Minotaur, but another team where weapon has not been functioning 100% so far. For Whiplash. 
Yeah. But just with, you know, the intuitive design, I think, I mean, I, I like the flipper. I like the spinner on the flipper. And well, the spinner is useless. Well, Disagree. They, they may as well. They may as well just have the lifter on it. Disagree, but it's it's such a it's such an effective design with both. I think. I mean, it's I, obviously the lifter is probably their main weapon more so than the spinner. But you can use both if need be. Now, if the if the lifter wasn't working great, you can just keep running into the bot and hit, and you're still going to get primary weapon. You know, judging damage, I guess you could say. I have not seen that thing do anything more than make sparks. But luckily, you've got great drivers and Matthew Vasquez, and he's getting it done. So, you know, I mean, that's that's a yeah. sign of a good team, is even if you don't have your A game, that you can still go out there and compete and get a victory yeah, against two he, good teams so far. Because he was, uh, he was, once he had the front one half of the plow ripped off, he did basically he was sticking to hitting Sonawayashi with the other side. So Because if you told them, hey, your primary weapon is not going to be working perfectly in your first two matches, but you're going to get victories against Sonawayashi and Minotaur, they're going to take that 10 out of 10 times and be thrilled yeah. about it and be like, well, really? Okay, sure. I was like, when did they beat Minotaur? But so <laughs> they are, they're definitely... You're talking about Gigabyte. Ah, I thought they played fought Minotaur in their first fight. No, they fought Tombstone. And lost. Well, disagree, but okay. Whiplash? Pretty sure. No, they fought Minotaur. Did they? Um, yeah, so... Are you sure? You can look it up afterwards, but... Um, yeah. You know what? You might be right about that, because that was the... Yeah, you know what? You are right, because that was the match where Minotaur's thing wasn't working at all. But I gotta put them in the top five right now, too. You know, along with Witch Doctor. The teams that can... Whiplash? Have, nah. Teams that can have a bad nah. match and still... I mean, they finished in the final four last season. It's not a stretch. Nah. And they're 2-0, and oh, so... Again, not a stretch, but then not be, being able to not have your A game and get a victory, big win. So, all right, well, that'll about do it for this episode of Breaking Bots. As usual, you can like our page on Facebook. Please like our page on Facebook. Yeah, follow us. We yeah, guests. There's know, iTunes cool. links and SoundCloud links, and someone asked me to put this on Google Podcast too, so we might have to get on that. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know how to do that. I don't know. It looks like the same as everything else. So. <laughs> All righty, folks. That's it for this week. We'll catch you next time. Good night. Good night.